Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, dear members of this congregation, dear family and loved ones of Candy, especially your children, grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. These words are often cited as proof that you have to believe in Jesus in order to go to heaven when you die. Well, that's true. Not everyone goes to heaven when they die. These words of Jesus certainly do prove that. Only Christians go to heaven. Only those who believe that Jesus is who he said he was and who put their confidence in him alone for their salvation from sin, death, and final judgment, only these go to the heaven, the only heaven there is. Jesus says so just as clearly in Mark chapter 16, Whoever believes and is baptized shall be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And this verse is similar in its exclusivity to the verse we consider today. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. To go to the Father is to be saved. To not go to the Father is to be condemned. But don't these words often strike our ears as more negative than encouraging? as though we were so concerned to make it clear that not everyone goes to heaven. Especially today, aren't we much more eager to talk about who does go to heaven? When Jesus spoke these words, that was precisely his concern too, who does go to heaven. That you and I also go to heaven. That we know Candy has gone to heaven. Jesus didn't speak these words to provoke self-righteous moralists, who supposed that they would get to heaven by their good works. He didn't speak these words to post-modern relativists who imagine that everyone who has sincere faith in anything, even themselves, will finally find his way to a better afterlife. Now, Jesus' words do certainly put such foolish notions to shame, but Jesus wasn't actually arguing with anyone when he spoke them. He wasn't trying to provoke a reaction. Jesus was comforting and reassuring those who loved him and were sad to hear that he was leaving them. He was speaking lovingly to those who needed to know that they did, in fact, know the way to where he was going. And now there is sadness that someone has left us. And we are gathered here to be assured that, of where she has gone to and how we may also follow it is harder to imagine that we will never see her again than that there must be a way. And it is precisely for such sorrow as yours, lest our foolish hearts invent a way, that Jesus spoke the words we consider today. That is, if you mourn as you are taught to. As the Apostle Paul also wrote, I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope, who invent a way, and who find nothing. I added those words to his. He continues, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. In order to know where Candy has gone, we must know the way that she knew the truth she believed, 
and the life she continues to live. We must not be ignorant, brethren. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus alone cures our ignorance because Jesus alone gives us hope. We must know Jesus. It is dangerous to be consoled by a fantasy. We need clear assurance from God himself, himself, and Jesus speaks for God. Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. It is hardly enough to know that God exists. It is beyond essential to know that God is for you. It is hardly enough to know that there are mansions in heaven. It is beyond essential to know that rooms are prepared for you. Otherwise, the mere existence of these does nothing for you and your hearts remain troubled. A general knowledge of or willingness to accept that God exists doesn't make God your friend. Believe also in me, Jesus says. He makes God your friend. The sentiment and opinion that life is better after death does nothing for you. But if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, Jesus says. Jesus is no generic God. He makes clear promises. And the heavens he prepares for us is no generic afterlife. We must know God by knowing Jesus. We get to the only heaven there is by going where he has gone. And where I go, you know. And the way you know. Thank God that Thomas had the humility to blurt out what he did. And grant us this humility too, God. The doubter who knew enough to question what he had the ability to know. Lord, how can we know the way when, you don't, when we don't even know where you are going? What an important question. The way is just as important as the fact that such a destination exists. That wonderful description of heaven's celebration that we heard from the book of Revelation, chapter 7, is inspiring. Those who went through tribulation here on earth dwell in paradise with God in their midst. They neither hunger nor thirst anymore, neither does the sun burn them, but they are given living water and all tears are wiped away. How wonderful. But if I do not know the way there, how can it be my home? So asked Thomas, the honest doubter. How can we know the way? I am the way, replied Jesus. In other words, you know me. Therefore, you know how to get to the Father. I am the way, he says. Jesus is the way to the Father precisely because he alone makes us worthy to stand before the Father. I am the way, Jesus says, because I am the Lamb in whose blood you washed your robes and made them white. It is knowing Jesus for what he does that you know the way to God. He is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Know him like this, and you know the way. What is more telling than that Thomas admitted to not knowing the way is that he admitted that he did not know where he was going. This is more telling, it's more honest, and it's just as important. Jesus says that he goes to the Father. He goes to prepare a place. 
Do we think he speaks of going to heaven and rearranging the furniture? No, he speaks of going to the cross. There he prepares rooms for us in his Father's kingdom. Not by making heaven better than it's been, but by making us fit to live there. On the cross, he bears our sin and all God's wrath against it. There he reconciles sinners to the righteously angry God who demands that debt be paid. Jesus goes to the Father in order to save us from God's punishment for our sin. He makes us fit for heaven by forgiving us our sins and promising to remove them entirely in the life to come. Jesus doesn't say that no one gets to heaven except through him. No. He will not let us decide what heaven is or ought to be and then claim to be the only one there. Only way there. That type of exclusive claim might rightly be mocked. But no, before he claims to be the only way, he tells us where he is going. He is going to the Father. Dispel all other notions of heaven. That's heaven. Before he claims to be the only one who can bring us sinners to heaven, he corrects and clarifies what heaven even is. To go to heaven is to face God unashamed and without fear of his disapproval. It is to live with God and love and be loved by God. To go to heaven is to go to the Father, the only God there is, who from eternity begot his Son, who in time became our brother. You must know the Father. Show us the Father, Philip said to Jesus after he answered Thomas's question. He who has seen me has seen the Father. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. This is what he says. I and the Father are one, he says. The way and the destination are one. The way and the destination are one. The way to heaven is in heaven. And heaven is in the way. To know Jesus as the way is to know what heaven is. Because it is to know heaven as the presence of God, your Father, who forgives you, teaches you the truth, and grants everlasting life for the sake of his dear Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, who is the way, the truth, and the life. If the exclusive claim of Jesus is offensive, that he is the only way to the Father, what people really find offensive is that the Father takes issue with their sin. That the God who actually exists and who made all things, who will expose all things and judge all flesh, that this one and only true God has the temerity to demand that we be holy in order to continue into eternity in his presence. Are we any less exclusive when we guard our company, our little paradises, when we exclude what is toxic from our lives or reject those people who make us feel unloved? Sinners blame God for making them sinful. And they blame God for not rewarding their sinful lives with a paradise fit only for saints. What absurdity. What hypocrisy. What ignorance. They're not angry that Jesus is the only way to the Father. They're angry that the Father is the only heavenly destination there is. Such confused people need to know the way. But first, they also need to know the truth. We need to know the truth about God by repenting of what the truth reveals of us. We are sinners. And Christ 
God teaches the truth about both our sin and his grace. We deserve eternal punishment, and we need his mercy. The only God who saves is the God who sent his son to bear our sin on the cross all the way to death. The only God who saves is the Father who both required the heavy price, accepted it gladly, and so raised Jesus from the dead in order to give life to all of us. The reason Thomas didn't know the way to heaven isn't because the destination was so hard to get to. It's because he didn't know what the destination was. And knowing the destination is knowing the way. This is what makes the way seem so hard for us. But it was not hard for Candy. It is just as simple for us. There is no knowing the destination without knowing the way, and Candy knew the way because Jesus showed what her destination was, what these many rooms in his father's house consisted of. He shows us what our destination is precisely by showing and proving how he is the way. He reconciles us to God. So to look forward to heaven is to look forward to going to the Father who loves you. To know the way is to know Jesus who saved you. To look forward to facing the Father who lives in unapproachable light and glory is to believe that your sins are forgiven for the sake of our Savior. Jesus shows where he is going by becoming the way for us to follow, and he shepherds us. It is not a depiction of heaven, though it ends with the assertion, I will dwell in his house forever. But Psalm 23 is a description of our life right now living in heaven, so to speak, because we're living under the guardianship and guidance of our Savior Jesus, who doesn't simply show us the way from a distance, but who guides us there by shepherding us, by leading us. Jesus says, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Baptism is not an extra step along the way. Baptism shows us in what way Jesus is the way, because it joins us to his death and resurrection that opens the way and brings us into the way. It is not an addition to faith, but an invitation to faith and into the Father's heart. Our baptism summarizes all truth. It requires nothing of us other than that we take Jesus at his word, and it is the life it is the only life because the life that Jesus took back from the dead is the life that he has given to us. It is a life we live by faith and that is stored up for us with God. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Candy knew this. She knew this because she was shepherded by the voice of her Savior, Jesus. She looked forward to being fed with his body and blood being prayed with, and being talked to. And all of this because she looked forward to heaven. And in looking forward to heaven, she looked forward to you, to joining all those who trust with her, who are not offended by the exclusivity of the claim, but rejoice that their sins are excluded from the equation, and praise God for saving her by, her, by his blood, and by providing a way and a hope for all of those she loved. Candy was baptized into Christ's death, and by her new birth she was bound to her Savior's resurrection. 
and so are you. She believed in this. She knew the truth because she believed the truth. She knew the life because she lived the life. And she is living it now. You sorrow, but not in ignorance. Let it not be in ignorance. Know what your mother knew. Know what our sister knew. Know the truth. And so we too will live this life. And we who are on our way to eternal salvation, where all who have fallen asleep in Jesus are now being comforted, we also shall rejoice in our Father's home. For Jesus' sake, amen. And the peace